Welcome to Wings Way, a podcast looking back at the history of the Kalamazoo Wings. I'm voice of the K-Wings, Isaac Berkey, and throughout the course of this season, we're going to hear a lot of great stories and get a behind-the-scenes look from those players and coaches who lived it over the last 44 seasons. On another edition of the Wings Way podcast, I'm joined by former K-Wing two-time Stanley Cup champion Jamie Langenbrunner. Jamie, really appreciate you taking some time to chat with us this morning. Uh, no problem, glad to be here. Um, so we'll start with uh, with before you got to Kalamazoo. Um, did you, you know, coming out of junior hockey, did you really know anything about Kalamazoo at all and where where you were getting sent to? Uh, no, it was, uh, it was a pretty uh, whirlwind uh, time for me. We we lost in the second round in the, in the playoffs there. And, uh, um, I figured uh, I was going to be heading back home to Minnesota and, and I get a call from Bob Ganey and I got called up to the Dallas Stars, went up and played two games in Dallas, one in, uh, one in St. Louis, one in Dallas and then they told me I was going to spend the, the end of the season in the, the playoffs in, uh, in Kalamazoo, Michigan. I had no idea where that was and uh, I honestly I was a bit of an oblivious kid going through all, all those things. I just kind of went and told me and Tried to play hard when I got there, and you know, we had a great opportunity uh, to get to know uh, the the I uh, at that time. Um, in in those months, you know, went in was part of a group uh, on a playoff run that uh, you know, didn't end as we we wanted, but it was it was great to get uh, my feet wet there. You know, that first year. So when I when I came back and spent the next season, which was the majority of the season there, uh, it's much more comfortable and. Uh, prepared for the league as a young kid coming out of junior hockey you're drafted by Dallas you get called up to Dallas what was what was kind of the thought process when you got told that you're headed down to the IHL um I was fine like I again I was I didn't know you know I didn't consider it emotion or anything I thought the opportunity to go <laughs> get a game or two games in the NHL as a as a 19 year old was was amazing for me I had never dreamed about it uh, you know less than two years before I was playing high school hockey in Minnesota and I didn't even know it was my draft year so that part of it was was amazing um it was a, it was a great opportunity yeah when I got to when I got to uh, Kalamazoo that first time the amount of players there that either had NHL experience or were high, high draft picks playing on that team was was astronomical. I think there were 12 first-round draft picks played on that team, if I remember right. And I think it was a good eye-opener for me that, you know, I think that to a certain degree, I figured I'm drafted. I'm a, I'm a shoe-in for the National Hockey League. And seeing that many guys battling to to get back to the NHL, you know, really showed me what how hard it's going to be and how the, how the work uh, had just begun. You were drafted by Dallas. So I'm, I want to backtrack to that draft real quick because not a lot of people put put two and two together that you're a Minnesota kid. You were drafted by the franchise that used to be the Minnesota North Stars their first year in Dallas. What what, what was that like? Did Was there any kind of – I mean, was there, was there any hostility or people giving you kind of a hard time about going to a team that used to be in Minnesota? Hello. There was a bit. Uh, I think the, the. I mean, it was a quick turnaround from when they decided to leave. I mean, the end of the season to the draft is not very long. Um, you know, to a certain degree, I don't even think that Dallas had 
their jerseys completely set. You know, I think uh, if I remember right, our draft jersey was kind of a, a tweener of of uh, the stars in, in Dallas that hadn't quite got it all set yet, but it was, you know, in the process. Um, I, I don't think I personally really cared one way or another. I mean, it was getting drafted to the NHL. Uh, I think some of the diehard fans maybe in Minnesota would, would have uh, noticed it a little bit more than, than myself, but uh, it, it was it was something. You know, I don't think anyone really quite understood uh, how the heck is hockey going to work in Dallas, Texas, and... Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, you know, as we found out in the you know the next eight, ten years from there, it, it definitely can work there, and uh, it's a great hockey market. All right, we'll we'll jump back to that team here in Kalamazoo. Uh, you kind of talked yep. about with all those with all those first round picks for you as a player. You went on for to a long, successful career both in the NHL and on the international level. But how did having those guys with kind of all that experience pushing to get back to the NHL, as you mentioned? How did that kind of help you develop yourself, I guess, as a player, but also off the ice to be successful? Well, I, I think two things for me. Um, I, I really, I really learned um, from those guys how hard it is, and two, I really learned um, how how much you have to love the game if you want to be successful. I mean, we those guys, and I can, I mean, I can name a few. Like Brad Berry was. Uh, a player coach to a certain degree. I, 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 I don't know if I could have found a, a better role model to watch the way he, he uh, prepared himself and interacted with, with me. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back on it now, and here's this young punk team there and how much time they put in into, into helping. Uh, you know, obviously, he's still coaching. Jason Herder was there the, at the time. He's still coaching. You know, a guy actually I see all the time. He lives by me now. Um you know, I, had, I was very fortunate. Uh, a guy by the name of Dale Kushner was there, who really took me under his under his wing, and you know, his wife cooked me meals and and all that. Uh, Neil Brady, you know, kind of in that same realm, and and then uh, Travis Richards was a guy that was a Minnesota Minnesota guy that really really looked out for me. And at the time, I think you're a little bit naive to how how much those guys were really doing for you, and but looking back on it. Uh, lessons they've taught me and and how to how to prepare how to be a pro and it was uh was amazing and um I, I don't think i get where where i got to without it it was you know things happen for a reason in life and i was put into a, a very very good spot that uh, allowed me to go and the other thing i had was you know a coach there and i first got there in ken hitchcock and then claude noel when hitch went up to the nhl was you know obviously a guy that knew what he was doing the time i probably hated him but you know looking back now i you know he was uh, very instrumental in helping me to to learn how to be a pro hockey player yeah a lot of guys i've talked to have talked about how hitch was kind of how hitch was one of their you know looking back on it, one of their favorite coaches they've played for one of the best coaches they've played for what was that experience like playing for coach hitchcock well i've i've had the fortune of playing for him in three different spots and probably over half my pro career. I played for him in Kalamazoo and then obviously he was in Dallas for a big run and then I signed in St. Louis at the end and I think a month into my season there in St. Louis uh, Doug Armstrong brought him back to, so brought him to St. Louis for my final two years so turned pro with Hitch, ended with Hitch so I've got to see the whole thing as a uh, dealing with him as a young player and dealing with him as a, as a veteran guy and uh, you know, you're talking about a guy that that knows the game as well as anyone. 
passionate guy that is not afraid to uh, be the bad guy to, to make his team better. You know, he'll he'll push guys, he'll push buttons, and he's smart enough to know when to get out of the way. And you know, aware enough of which guys he can really push. And he he knew he could push buttons with me, and that I would respond to that. And as a young guy, I think it was difficult at times because you almost he hated you. But as a as a vet, um, later on, uh, we became very close, and you know, someone that I I still to uh, talk to from from time to time, and uh, you know, a guy I definitely very 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 much respect in this game. You're now working with the Bruins as a as a player development coach. Are there things that you kind of you, you catch yourself doing when you're working with some of these younger players that you know you're just like, oh, well, I took you know that, that's 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 I took that from Hitch, or you know that's something Hitch would have done. <laughs> um, yeah, you do, and then you laugh yourself that never would have happened. There's no way I'm gonna be like him when I'm done, but. Um, you, you take you take all your lessons in in your playing career, and you know you take the things from Hitch. You take the thing from the guys you learned. Um, the the young kids do like to still hear the Ken Hitchcock stories too. So there's a few of those that we get to we get to share once in a while. So it's a it's a nice uh, when you have a guy that says uh, you know whatever you say it is is. Uh, Larger than life character, a guy that everyone knows. You know, people want to know stories about him. So it's uh, it's a guy that you know is is a great storyteller and one that uh, has some great stories about him. Well, I guess I'd I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. Do you have any uh, any good hitch stories from your time here that you can uh, you can tell? Um, well, uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, well, I I think uh, here's one that uh, I've always thought was was hilarious and it's a hitch and a neil brady uh story to a certain degree where we're in a team meeting uh pre-game meal nights, and uh hitch is going through the meeting we're eating the meal and neil brady's got his back to hitch and is is eating and not not really paying attention to the meeting and hitch turns and says braids uh you know you're gonna watch the meeting here and Actually, Hitch, I got my Gretzky eyes working tonight. Don't worry, I can see. I can see you from the back of my head. And just the response of Hitch was was one part. I can't go into the response part of it, but just the way that he <laughs> to get get Neil's attention and uh, I think kind of wake us all up for uh, for a game that maybe we would have been a little sleepy for if uh, if it wasn't for that. So that'd be one for you. Looking back on, even though it was a short time here in Kalamazoo, what what really sticks out to you about the area or the fan base that you were able to play in front of here? Well, the passionate fans there was, would have been the big thing. Um, you know, I, I could still remember the the, the group of ladies, the, the daughter, the mother, and the grandmother that would be at every practice. And as a young guy that didn't know how to cook, they would bring meals to, to me. And, uh, you know, they were just, they were there. They track stats. They they're there, and there was you know that type of of fan base that just really enjoyed K Wings hockey. And you know, I, I think as you go through your career, though, there are certain fan groups and certain people that you know just the passion that they have for that team and the love they have for that team is uh, 
is amazing. You know, as a as a player, I, I don't know if you ever have that same that same passion for it because you're you know you're kind of just wrapped up in, in what you're doing. But you know, I, I think that's that's amazing. I'll wrap it up with one more question, and I've I've asked everyone this question as I've ended the interview. But we're in year forty five of K Wings hockey. As you look back on your time in Kalamazoo, and you think about kind of the culture that has been built around K-Wings hockey, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Well, I think the, for me, was uh, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of, of winning, and, I, and I, I think the thing that pops into my mind was, and I've told this story before, is when I got called up to that year, my first year in junior, we went on a, on a run. Uh, we won the first two rounds. We're in the, the conference final against Kansas City, and we're down three games to nothing. And I remember, this is before now where all these teams come back from then, and I remember the the resolve in that group that we're not done yet and battling back 3-1, 3-2, 3-3. And in the end, we, we didn't pull out in game seven. We had, a tough, we had a tough game seven, but showing that, you know, it's not over till it's over type of, of mentality and, you know, keep on playing game by game. And, you know, I think that was something that, you know, really helped me and really, uh, you know, showed me what what it means to be a pro and getting yourself ready to play uh, every night, no matter no matter what's, uh, what seems to be the odds against. Former K-Wing forward Jamie Langenbrunner, current Bruins development coach. Jamie, really appreciate you giving us some time. No problem anytime, and uh, best of luck, uh, best of luck to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wings Way, and make sure to check back each week for new episodes. Is there a former K-Wing you want to hear from? Head on over to any of our social media accounts and let us know. While you're there, make sure to follow and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram so you can stay up to date with all your K-Wings news.